Welcome back to this uh, special edition of the Hoosier Cat Report. Uh, this is Tom Sparberger here in the West Coast in California, joined as always with Tony Liu out on the East Coast in New York. Um, Tony, just with the state of the world right now with COVID, with uh, our President Trump having COVID, we've got Cam Newton with COVID, we've got two games that have been canceled tomorrow, one maybe played later on uh, Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, just give me your thoughts, and then obviously we're going to touch uh, about your New York Jets from Thursday night. How are you this evening? I'm, I'm doing all right, better than I was Friday morning after the Jets' performance. But uh, in regards to COVID, I think it's really alarming that games are actually being postponed. I know Tennessee and Pittsburgh, they discovered it early in the week, and they were pushing for Monday and tu- or Tuesday, this upcoming Monday and Tuesday, to be played but only just to realize that it wasn't possible. So the same thing, I think, with Cam getting it, if as long as additional players are not contracted the virus, then Monday, Tuesday is possible. It's like with Tennessee, it was it was one after the other. I think it was seven in total that had the virus, so they moved it to – they switched the bye weeks around. So, yeah, I think uh, the virus is still very prevalent, and it's it, it could possibly – we know we should take every Sunday for, for what it is, but in any moment, I wouldn't be surprised if they just shut it all down, just because it could be dangerous. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it seems as though things were pretty stable the first three weeks, and now here we are in week four. Everything was, other than the play on the field, was okay Thursday night there in the Meadowlands, and then uh, I guess today, October third, things sort of got real with COVID in the NFL. So. Uh, that said, let's 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 go back in time a few days here and, and just give the listeners that raw emotion of, of what you were sharing Thursday night during that total debacle in the fourth quarter. My entire thing is I knew the Jets were gonna lose. And they have a special talent because they'll te- they'll tease you into thinking that they're actually gonna win. And nevertheless, even if they did win, it wouldn't have been a good victory because it was the third-string quarterback for the Denver Broncos, and their whole team was banged up. I think it was around 60% of their team was banged up, and in regards to salary cap per person who was injured, it was ridiculous. It was like $50 million of their t- $15 million of their team was injured. So we were basically playing practice squad individuals, and we still found a way to lose. Needless to say, I blame this totally on the Jets' head coach and defensive coordinator. The, the Jets had a, a lot of penalties, and a lot of it was on the defensive side. If you're not disciplined for a game, to win a game, and you're already 0-3, I put, I put it on the head coach and the defensive coordinator. But yeah, at this point, I really want Gase out, our head coach. I mean, I've been saying this for the last three weeks, but on the flip side, it's like, Who's going to come in? And I mean, Sam, Sam Darnold also has a AC joint uh, sprain. So he might be out for the upcoming weeks. And I think at this point, let's just take a back seat and push for the number one pick with the New York Giants. Because I think we're both at 27% chance of getting a number one pick. So New York football, New York City football is putrid right now. And... I mean, the Buffalo Bills are the only New York, real New York team anyway. So, yeah, they're doing well at 3-0. and And your boy Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. Said it here first, week four. 
So we'll see how things go. Yeah, he's uh, he's played well these first three weeks. They've got a test there against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders tomorrow in that late afternoon slot. So we'll see what he's what he's got going on there. Um, which which are some of the the key matchups tomorrow that you're looking forward to? Storylines, uh, what's intriguing to you at this juncture? Uh, I'm excited to see the Ravens bounce back against the Washington football team. The That Monday night football game was great. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid really put it all out there. They said that Andy Reid holds his bags of trips for prime time, and he really did do that with an offensive lineman scoring a touchdown and even a fullback scoring a touchdown. Looking at, at that offense, just – just like five plays from that offense, it makes me envious as being a Jet fan and seeing Adam Gase throw slight little screens and little Frank Gore on a wheel route on third and 17. So, yeah, not that exciting. But, yeah, Andy Reid and uh, and Lamar Jackson played well, but he just can't beat Patrick Mahomes. He, I think he's he's 0-3 against him, but 27-1 and against every other team. So, yeah, that's his kryptonite. So, yeah, I think Baltimore's going to bounce back. I'm excited to see Kyler Murray play. He's been doing well. They're two and one, and our 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 MVP candidate in Week Four. I'm going for Russell Wilson. That guy is good. What about my uh, What about my boy Burrow there in the Queen City of Cincinnati? Oh yeah, he's he's something special. I mean, the 25 year old rookie is <laughs> is doing well. I mean, the tie last week. We did bet on that game, so I was excited for. That because they were getting three, so yeah, I mean they tied, but he's doing well. He's doing well. That team could build, and Joe keeps playing the way he's playing. There's uh some some daylight in Cincinnati, even though I know it's been dark for a while. Yeah, it's been uh, dark for a long while. I think Boomer Esiason was the quarterback the last time. Maybe there were some you know blue skies there in Cincinnati. Carson Palmer that year when uh, uh, they played Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and then. Like I think, but then he tore his knee up, right? Yeah, tore his ACL, and it was done after that. I believe they haven't won a game since way back when. Hadn't it been over a couple decades since they won a playoff game? Yeah, but that was their year, though. That was like oh, yeah. TJ Huzmanzada and uh, Ocho Cinco, or better known as Chad Johnson back in the day. But yeah, that was a pretty good stack team. But once Pittsburgh. With that hit, it was just horrible. But, yeah, it's been a while. So, you know, good for Joe. We'll see how things go. But, yeah, excited. This next question, I guess we should really pose or get the uh, insight from one of our good friends, uh, Michael John Demian. But uh, with the Patriots and the Chiefs being postponed to Monday or Tuesday, CBS is flexing the Colts and the Bears into that late afternoon featured game. Um, And – Obviously, Philip Rivers is going to be playing, and I'm just curious your thoughts of what you're expecting from him. I checked the weather; it's supposed to be low 50s there in Chicago, and you know, I'm just thinking it's going to be a vintage Rivers kind of performance tomorrow. Well, there'll be a few touchdowns, but there'll be a couple horrible interceptions. And I mean, my gut feeling actually thinks that the Bears are going to win. I mean, they're getting three at home, which is an odd line. I think with Tariq Cohen also being out, their running back being out for the year, that's maybe why the line moved a little bit. I think they're a little banged up. That defense is still pretty good. But my big thing is Nick Foles is now the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. That's huge. I mean, he came back with, from Atlanta last week. They benched Mitch, put him in, and he had to beat Atlanta. 
So, yeah, I'm excited to see the Bears. I, I mean, for them to get three at home. Uh, our good friend Paul Gabadian loves home team underdogs. So this might be one of our triplets. So I'm excited to see that. That's a good point. I mean, Paul's made a, a, a fortune on those home team underdogs. I mean, that guy's living the high life from just betting that each week. He, he identifies where there's the home team underdog. I mean, he's made a killing. So I'm sure that's on his radar tomorrow afternoon. Adding to his fortune. Exactly. Um, speaking of his team and, and, and Mike's team, the, the New York football giants, I mean, they're getting, they're 13 point underdogs out in uh, LA at that new stadium. I mean, I just don't see any way they keep that game close, but what, what do you think? 13 is a lot, Tom. <laughs> I mean, 13, it's like 13 and a half. That's a lot of points. I mean, I, I, I love taking points, but I, I have seen nothing from that offense or confidence from Daniel Jones or, yeah, it's uh, Mike McCartney is just, I you would give him the excuse of being a first-year coach with the Giants, but they are not performing at all. Yeah, it's really bad with New York football. New York City football, I should say, as I pointed out earlier. I mean, gosh, yeah, the, the New York City, uh, what are they saying in the New York Daily News, the Post? I mean, they just got to be getting hammered on Monday mornings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think the Jets are getting more of the brute force of it. I think they're a little bit more lenient on the Giants because it's Daniel Jones' second year, kind of second year, and Eli kind of had a bad second year. It took Eli a while to come around, so a little bit more lenient where Sam Darnold is like his third year. And I just think New York media doesn't like Gase or New York in general because no one wanted Gase hired. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you hire someone no one wants and they performed at the way that they're performing, it's just a fuel to the fire. It was funny. I was listening to Boomer Esiason and he was saying out of the 13 years he's been in New York media, the two people that got the worst banter and like foul calls and basically being run out try to be run out of the city has been a tie between Gase and a Jets former GM John Itzik are those two are the two that he's like in the last 13 years those he's like Ben McAdoo here and there but they took him to the playoffs but he says Gase has just been wow which which makes me want him to get fired but then at the end of it it's like for what uh, someone put it perfectly, like, why would you give him a paid vacation and let him sit through it? So <laughs> make him go to the podium every week and explain why the inefficiencies of your coaching. But in any case, yeah, New York media is hard on both teams currently. Is there a coach out there? I know if they fired him after the game uh, next Sunday, it wouldn't be good timing to get somebody else, obviously, in week five of the 2020 season. But let's say they fire him at season's end. Is there two or three people that you really want them to go after? I was kind of thinking of John Fox just randomly. Cause I, mm. I think he's, he's good. I mean, he did decent job in Chicago and I, I don't know where he is now, but I mean, there's other, I mean, there's other individuals that might be out there. Um, someone who's, to be honest, someone who's more offense minded, and that could really hone in on Sam Darnold. But at the end of the day, I mean, if we get the number one pick, I don't know how you pass on Trevor Lawrence. 
And that's the dilemma coming up. I mean, I just saw a highlight of him throwing a touchdown, and I'm like, wow, that was really impressive. So we'll see. They're saying he's he's one of the top prospects out since Luck. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah. They're really high on him. I mean, just his sheer size and just the physical look of him. I mean, he just looks as though he could tomorrow put on the Jets uniform and look good to go. I mean, he looks like an NFL quarterback out there playing. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And he could run too, so and he could make every throw. There's no yeah, there's very little flaw to him. So, I mean, obviously injuries can happen. We'll see what happens, but as of right now, it might be a Jets dilemma. Like, do you build around Sam or do you just wipe it all away and I mean it's kind of sad if you really think about it that these quarterbacks these young quarterbacks have like a two to three year period and that's it it's like the new NFL like there's no sitting back learning absorbing it and then trying to do good like what they did with Rodgers it's like perform or you're out of here look at Josh Rosen he's on his third team in three years and he was a high prospect it's yeah yeah so sitting here, uh, week four in the books for the Jets here, October third of twenty twenty. What what are you now going to uh, modify your preseason win loss record for the Jets? What do you foresee now at this juncture? I will go on record, Tom. USA Today was right. I was. You heard Garrett first, Tom. I had no idea this team was so bad. I, I there's you can't beat a third string quarterback at home. Yeah, I, I have no excuse. Uh, you, I was looking at their schedule. They're they're. I I'd be lucky if they win three games at this point. Uh, there's no. I mean, you could say injuries and all that, but I I can't give this team any excuse from being disciplined or just sheer effort. It's it's really sad, and I really hope it doesn't affect Sam Darnold's career or confidence but I mean he's he's currently doing it doing well as a professional taking all the hits just saying you know it's my fault I should play better but I mean I like that in the kid but I also want him to have like some fire of like Adam Gase what the hell are you doing but he's not the type to point fingers so it's a type of leadership that I like in him but you're not performing there's nothing else I can say about that so yeah yeah, you five five might be generous this year, so okay. <laughs> I wouldn't I would not be surprised if they go zero and sixteen, and I'll blame it on the pandemic. But <laughs> at the end of the day, this team is ugh, there's there's not is not good unless they turn it around. Which I I just if they won Thursday against Denver third string, like I said, I wouldn't feel good. But I'd be like, all right. At least you got to win out <laughs> one day one week at a time. Now it's just. They play Kansas City in a couple weeks. Could you imagine what that line is, Tom? Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, next week they're already an eight-point dog at home against Arizona. That's going to be a loss. Then they go all the way out to the Chargers, which I guess maybe that could be a possible win. Then they got the Bills at home. I'm writing that off. Like you said, Chiefs on November 1st. That's going to be a 16-point spread in Arrowhead. Then they got the Pats at home. That's going to be a loss. Then they're with Fitzmagic down in Dan Marfino land, um, which is odd. Then you have a bye week, and then after your bye week, you post the Dolphins. You play them two times in a row. 
but have a bye week in between the two games. That's very odd scheduling. Yeah. Then Raiders at home. Then at Seahawks, that's going to be a 17 point spread. Then at the Rams, that's going to be 15 and a half point spread. Then you got the Browns at home, maybe. And then at the Patriots to finish out the season um, January 3rd. I mean, there's maybe two wins in there, maybe. If I'm lucky, four. Beat the Dolphins twice, Browns, and maybe the Raiders. Okay. That's it. Maybe four. Maybe the Chargers here in a few weeks. Huh? Sorry? Maybe the Chargers. Maybe, yeah. So, five. Yeah, you, US, USA Today was right on. Look at that. Let's- yeah. <laughs> Any other uh, things you want to bring up before, uh, as always, we recap kind of where we are with our, our triplet and, and give the fans what they want to hear? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a really good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. And Lamar Jackson isn't bad either. But yeah, oh, another thing is uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, loss of... Yeah, I mean, Dak can't win those big games. I just, I I don't know why. He just can't win those big games. It's unfortunate, but we'll see. And I think that's why they're apprehensive of giving him a big contract. But he plays the Browns this week. So I think he'll be able to to do a little bit better since they're not a fully legit team. They just lost to the Seahawks last week. But, yeah, I thought that was a great game. 69 total points scored. Really exciting. So, yeah. So um, looking here now, we'll we'll transition into the triplet where I know all of our listeners are going to get out their pens and paper and write all this down and, and make some serious cash like Paul does on the home team underdog. Um, last week for me, I, I went one and two. My only win was the green Bay money line on Sunday night football. So Aaron Rodgers continues to cash in, uh, dividends there, but a third week for me going one and two, I pushed my season record now to what three and six. Mm. And how are you looking? How'd you finish out last week? I went two and one once again. So not not so bad. I, I lost on the Rams. I won with the Seahawks. Yeah. I, I didn't bet the Jets, I tell you that much. I know <laughs> I know you guys did well with uh oh I think I chose uh the Patriots. Yeah, they did well. Cam looked well, but this week it's out of the question because Cam is out, so and we don't know when they're playing that game. So yeah. Well, I'm going to go with my first uh, lock for the triplet this week. It's going to be my boy Joe Burrow there in the uh, Queen City of Cincinnati on the up there on the banks of the Ohio River. I mean, they're they're playing the Jaguars. They're a two and a half point favorite. I know I saw Adam Schefter tweeted earlier that Mixon may be questionable at running back for the. Uh, for the Bengals, but then I guess they got Bernard who can come in. I, I just think Burrow's a, a 25-year-old young old stud, and I'm putting all my chips on him again. I like the way he plays. Um, he's taking a pounding. I mean, they've got to get an offensive line around him. Otherwise, he's just not going to last us from a durability perspective. But um, tomorrow, I like Cincinnati to cover the two-and-a-half at home and get their first win on the, of, the, of the season. Nice. My first pick is going to be Seattle Seahawks. I'm riding out 
What Aaron Rodgers has done for you, Russell Wilson has done for me. This guy has come through week in, week out. Uh, they're five and a half favorites in uh, Miami, so I think I'll I'll take the I'll, I think they'll win by more than six. So yeah, I think the Dolphins are playing well. Don't get me wrong, but it's Russell Wilson magic. He's gonna. This team is really good, and yeah, I'm riding with him. I'm going to make my second pick really quick. And I'm just going to say, I agree with everything you say. I am full in on the uh, Russell Wilson bandwagon. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Just if you ever bet against him or pick the other team and you have to watch him dissect or you think they've got him and he wiggles out and then he just throws a, a bomb down the field to one of those wide receivers. I mean, he is amazing, and they're going to win by more than five and a half, even if there are some glimmers of the Fitz magic. I, I like Seattle also to cover five and a half. Nice. My next pick is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak rebounds from this game. They're at home against the Browns. The Browns are coming off a win as well, but I think Dak wins this because the Browns aren't like a primetime team, which he can't beat. If this was the Rams, if this was Green Bay or Seattle, I'd, I'd say he couldn't win it. But, yeah, nothing scares me on the Browns. Their defense is okay, but nothing nothing scares me. And I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to run his mind off. Okay, yeah. I, I could see that also. Um, my last one's just going to be uh, Bill's Mafia. They're getting – there's three-point favorites in Las Vegas. I know the Raiders are, are having a nice season, a young – start of the season they're two and one but um it seemed as though the, the last home game new orleans kind of played an odd game and, and some of the, the breaks went the raiders way and their home opener at the new stadium and josh allen's still playing consistent i, I think they can uh, bottle up jacobs at running back for the raiders tomorrow cars he can play well, but I just don't see it tomorrow. I think the Bills' defense is going to rise up tomorrow, and they'll have enough offensively to uh, to cover the three points on the road. So I'm, I'm going with the Bills. As an AFC East fan, I, this might be the first time I bet on the Bills. Yes, I agree with everything you said. I think the Raiders are going to – they're good at – they're decent at home, but I'll ride this Josh Allen train with you guys, and I know you guys are big Bills Mafia's team. So, yeah. Yeah, I I go with the Bills as well. But my third pick is going to be the Bears against your beloved Indianapolis Colts. And only for one reason only I'm betting on the Bears is because Nick Foles is a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And Phillip Rivers is going to do what Phillip Rivers does as we spoke earlier. So, yeah, I like the Bears at home getting three. Yeah, that's – I'm excited about that one. It's going to be the one or the 425 Eastern slot on CBS. So I've got to really watch it closely and then have the uh, bills going on also at the same time. Um, Tony, some, some final thoughts here in our special edition, the, the week four, October 3rd, COVID edition of the Hoosier cat report. I hope the Jets season ends real soon. <laughs> I can't go another 10 weeks and I will never bet on the Jets again. Have that on record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was rough the other night. Yes, my goodness. 
but yeah, um, everyone stay safe. Um, enjoy every moment in the NFL because at this rate, we just don't know when things could go south. Well said. Yeah, please, uh, all of our listeners, uh, take care of yourselves out there. Enjoy the football tomorrow. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week for another fresh edition of the Hoosier Cat Report. So uh, for Tony out on the East Coast, this is Tom here on the West Coast. We appreciate you listening and uh, take care. We'll talk to you later. So long, everybody.